and welcome to the program. Today's topic, giants. That's correct. Large, bipedal, humanoid creatures known as giants. Now, and we're not talking about uh, people with, with uh, birth defects, say, people that have had some sort of brain injury that caused them to grow to extraordinary heights, or even just really tall people. No, we're talking about actual giants. But before I get into that, I think it I think we almost have to look at a little bit of the history as far as the discovery of, uh, or the supposed alleged discovery, at least, of these giant remains. And it hasn't always been a proud history. In fact, a lot of work has been done on the giants of Catalina Islands. They're off the coast of California, strange as it may seem. Also, the location of many uh, USO observations there, and a lot of people, including myself, wonder if there's not some sort of connection between those giants and the UFOs found there. At any rate, uh, as a little bit of background, I think it's important to point this out, even though it it kind of uh, lends a little bit of a dark shadow onto the whole discovery process of giant giant skeletons. I think it has to be mentioned. This article came out in uh, Los Angeles Times clear back in 2013. The title is Catalina Exhibit Illuminates a Dark Episode in Ireland's Past. And the article is by Louis Shehugan, Los Angeles Times, May 12, 2013. It says the Catalina Island Museum has opened a window <clears throat> into a dark period of life on the island with an exhibition devoted to a pseudoscientist who looted Native American graves for profit eight decades ago. The strange and mysterious case of Dr. Glyden, or Glidden, which opened over the weekend, examines the life and times of Ralph Glidden, a hucksterish entrepreneur, entrepreneur who in the 1920s and 30s excavated bones and relics from the Tongva Indian burial grounds for sale and trade. He also presided over an Indian museum, literally made of bones and situated on a hill overlooking Avalon Harbor. I'm pretty sure most of us could see that that is uh, not only not in good taste, but pretty disrespectful to be digging up human remains and then making a museum out of them. News articles from the 1920s written by Glenn's publicist describe his Indian Museum as a unique and weirdly spectacular institution with shoulder blade cornices and windows edged with toe, ankle, wrist, and finger bones. Leg and arm bones served as brackets for shells lined with skulls. Ceiling panels were decorated with human vertebrae and rosettes of shoulder blades. Then it says, for the record, Canalita Island Museum exhibit in the May 13th L.A.T. Extra section for an article about the Catalina Island Museum exhibition devoted to Ralph Glidden, who looted Native American graves for profit eight decades ago, said that hundreds of skeletons, skulls, and thousands of teeth he unearthed were moved to UCLA. The remains are being housed there only temporarily until arrangements are made for repatriation elsewhere. Wow, the whole thing just sounds ghoulish to me. It goes on and says, The Catalina Island Museum's look back at Glidden is rooted in a discovery last year. Curator John Borgina chanced upon boxes of Glidden's journals, legends, letters, and photographs while searching a musty back room for items for an exhibit of the World War II era. Now, I suppose seven years later, 
uh, the woke professors at L.A. would have more than distanced themselves from Mr. Glidden. But it's pretty clear here that at one time they were working hand in hand. I mean, he went out and, uh, well, he looted those graves. Let's just call it what it is. It's hard to even refer to it as an archaeological project. And then gave those human remains to the University of Los Angeles. Is that what it says? At any rate, they're there at a state college. And you have to wonder, why wasn't he stopped? More than a year later, the museum has mounted what Executive Director Michael D. Marsh calls a disturbing and troubling exhibition about Glidden's work. Holocaust museums examine similar issues, the genocide of a people, the desecration of the graves, and the lack of respect for sacredness of their remains. Well, it's easy to distance yourself from the guy 80 years after the fact. But the point is, they took possession of these, of these remains. And that, in itself, to me... Uh, is just lending tacit approval. So this is another example of how the establishment let some pretty shady, sketchy things happen, and then uh, when the you-know-what hits the fan, they separate themselves by just throwing the guy under the bus. Especially easy to throw him under the bus when he's already under the turf. It says, an interdiction in the entry corridor sets the scene for visitors any, evalua any evaluation of the life and work of Ralph Glidden must, must contend not only with his disregard for the sanctity of human remains, but the near-permanent damage he inflicted on research into Native American life on Catalina Island. It reads in part, well, talking about sanctity of human remains, uh, that's, that's kind, of the pot killing, kind of the pot calling the kettle black when we consider how many of these universities have drawers upon drawers of ancient human remains. And you have to even wonder why. Glidden presented himself as Dr. Glidden, and he told many of the, and many of the skeletal remains and artifacts he unearthed, and he sold many, they have a misprint there, and he sold many of the skeptical remains, of the skeletal remains and artifacts he unearthed to prestigious institutions. He longed to churn up evidence of a mythical prehistoric race of giant, fair-skinned, blue-eyed Native Americans he believed, once inhabited the Channel Islands, including Catalina, 26 miles off the coast. There has been a lot of uh, stuff written about this guy and about the notion that he uncovered uh, giant skeletons, giant uh, giant race of red-haired, blue-eyed giants. And uh, you can look into that yourself. But before I got into that, this is what I wanted to present, how he came to that conclusion. And part of how he came to that conclusion was by just the wholesale destruction of a lot of the Native American graves. In 1930, Glidden announced that he had discovered a 138-pound soapstone urn that contained the skeleton of a young royal princess crouched in an upright position with her fingers clenched over the rim. The urn, he said, was surrounded by the skeletons of 64 children buried in tears four deep about five feet below the children, Glidden said, was a skeleton of a man seven foot eight inches tall with a spear blade embedded in his left side. There are no known photographs of those skeletons being unearthed, but the urn became an attraction at Glidden's museum, which closed in 1950. After Glidden's death in 1968, the Wrigley family of chewing gum fame bought his collection for $5,000 and then donated it to the Catalina Island Museum. The artifacts, jugs, bowls, baskets, beads, ambulance, rings, shells, ornaments, spears, grinding stones, cutting tools, and arrowheads remain stored under lock and key 
Hundreds of skeleton skulls and thousands of teeth were moved to UCLA. <clears throat> now, it almost sounds like the Wrigley family went in and bought up this stuff and immediately turned it over to this museum, I guess you could call Shell Company. And it sounds like maybe uh, the University of UCLA there ended up with the good stuff. And you have to wonder if this isn't the deep state's, the deep state's way of burying uh, burying the evidence, burying the evidence of these of these giants. If there were any giant giant skeletons found, well, obviously they're at the university now. Wendy Teeter, curator of archaeology at UCLA's Fowler Museum, said the exhibit presents an opportunity to discuss to discuss what these kinds of collectors were doing across the country and share some of the pain that Native American communities have been feeling all along. The exhibition includes a documentary film featuring, featuring recent interviews with Catalina residents who still recall paying the man whom some say knew as Uncle Ralph 35 cents to look inside his museum. Well, the problem with this museum that I see from this article in 2013 is that it just shows a tiny select sample of what was found. These are exactly the kinds of um, situations where the evidence needs to be examined. There needs to be a lot more transparency involved. And you almost need a truth commission to go in and look at these bone samples that UCLA has under lock and key. Because that right there tells you that whatever this man found was important enough for the university to take, to take possession of and to keep now, the question is, I know that there, it's just a, by this time, it's a jumbled collection of human remains. Obviously, this guy was not a professional archaeologist. It's just a one-man digging team, okay? It's kind of, it's, 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 it's kind of uh, pathetic what he did, really, when you think about it. Just going in there and just digging up hundreds of graves. Now, the problem is, if... If these people were really concerned about the feelings of Native Americans and about the disrespect shown toward these remains, why don't they go ahead and reinter these things on the island somewhere, set up a nice little burial ground there, or possibly just return them to the Native American people and let them do with them what they will? I mean, that would seem to be the easiest thing to do. But instead, you know, they've got these artifacts like they're talking about this huge stone urn, which they don't even explain uh, what it was used for and why a normal-sized group of people, say people five, six foot tall, would want to have this giant urn. They don't explain why this young girl was buried, if this is some sort of sacrifice or what. What we do know, though, is that there were lots and lots of reports of giants being found and some supposed pictures from Catalina Island but we have no physical proof. There's also rumors I've heard that some of these uh, skeletal remains were shipped off to the Smithsonian. But according to this article, the UCLA has them. So the university there at Los Angeles has these things, or did have as, as far as 2013. And as I said, with all the political baggage that would go along with holding on to these Native American remains, why not just do your DNA analysis and ship those things back to the closest uh, Native American tribe or nation or whatever that's around there and let them deal with them. You have to wonder if they haven't found out something that's really interesting. Maybe they found out that the DNA does not match local Indian populations, Native American Indian populations. 
maybe they actually do have the remains or partial remains of a giant uh, skeleton that would lend itself to this notion that Catalina was once populated by seven, eight, nine-foot-tall uh, red-haired, blue-eyed giants. We don't know, and we probably will never know, because as far as we can see here, this this uh, museum, as they're calling it, is simply populated with some items that were dug up, uh, were not cataloged correctly. We can't really make any conclusion about them other than the fact that, yeah, these were some Native Americans that lived here at some time or another. We don't know the ages or the dates. We don't really have a context for this stuff because this guy just went through there willy-nilly and dug this stuff up. And you have to ask, well, why was he allowed to do this? I know it's 1920, but for crying out loud, why couldn't somebody say stop? The whole thing is just a textbook case of what happens when a pseudoscientist is turned loose on an archaeological site, digs up a ton of uh, evidence that conflicts with the so-called fossil record or the so-called historical record, and then all that evidence is uh, jumbled together, uh, confiscated by a giant deep state museum or uh, university somewhere, and then we're left with just the tip of the iceberg, which they can trot around in some little museum display and say, oh, look at this. Look, look what bad things this guy did. Well, if he did such bad things, and it looks like he did, then why doesn't the UCLA, why have they given this stuff back? I guess I'm not aware if they have. But simply, there has not been a transparent, above-the-board analysis of what was found there. Were there giants on Catalina Island? Who knows? A lot of people think so. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.